Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation. My name is TJ Jackson and with me is my eldest brother, Todd Jackson. What's up, T? What is going on, Taj? Not a mucho, not a mucho. Not a mucho. Today's date is May 10th. Of course, this is Wednesday. We are live right now. It's 1.07 um, p.m. We are live on Facebook and YouTube, but you may be listening to us via a podcast. Yes, each and every single episode goes to the podcast platform. So if you are a podcast listener, we strongly suggest you to take a listen to our podcast go follow us there um it is still called the power of love show it is still under the dd jackson brand or foundation name so um just wanted to make sure each and every person who may be watching us on facebook and youtube knows that they can also listen to us at any time they want um one thing i would like to say before we get too far along in our show is our disclaimer We are not licensed therapists. We are just ordinary people who've experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it and we have learned from it. And we like to share our opinions in an attempt to help you get through whatever it is you may be going through. Saying that, if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it. Please do not just rely on us or our guest. Yes, we have a guest, but we will, before we talk about our guest, me and Taj are going to talk for a minute. Um, Taj, I guess the first question goes to you, man, is how was your week? Uh, very eventful. Um, shot a, a music video for, for a friend. Nice. And, um, right before that, well, that was uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Okay. No, Thursday and Friday, sorry met Wednesday, but Thursday and Friday were the shooting days. Um, but Friday was also Toria's birthday, my youngest daughter's birthday, but we celebrated on Saturday. Nice. So had a lot on my plate uh, this week, but the birthday party was great. Went off without a hitch. And now that's under the, the you know, you can re- kind of relax a little. But <laughs> yeah. You know how it is. In the, oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, my wife did most of it anyway. So, but it's just like, it's still nerve-wracking in that sense but yeah that was that was a lot of fun and stuff like that um um i like i like seeing young kids have fun and that way they just it's so different than you know there's no bills there's (laughs) there's no problems there's no like social media really in their lives right at that point it's just them having fun in the simplest things that they have fun so it's great your girls are the greatest age they're at the sweetest age and i think also as a parent i mean obviously parent is parenting is beautiful throughout but this age that your girls are at is so much fun Uh, they're learning and discovering the world um so enjoy each and every day because it flies it goes by so so i've heard and and it is i I see pictures of taylor like you know oh yeah i remember her as a baby now like she's yeah yeah oh by the way it's scary sick you know, of course, you know, Taylor sick right after, but yeah, so that's another thing, but yeah, she's recovering. Um, yeah, everything is good, Taj. Everything is good, man. I've uh just been busy, been busy uh with family stuff, work stuff, um, creating, 
um, some real estate stuff. So just been busy. Everything is really well. I have nothing to complain about. Um, been reading a lot, uh, mm-hmm. which has been great. Um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. One of the I'm only like 30 pages in, so I, I can't really give a, a, a true um, judgment on the book or a true review, but the reviews are incredibly good. And so far, it has not, it has not disappointed. It's a fantastic nice. book. Yeah. Interesting. Do they have an so, audio version? Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. But, but Taj, you could read this one. Yeah. You could read this one. It's just, it just talks about how doing 1% something different better can really propel you after such a, you know, after some distance and after some length of time can really change your trajectory on your life. It's basically focus on the trajectory you're on versus where you're, you're trying to go. Scott. It's really good. Really good. Yeah. Um, but I have a little more, there's a, one more thing I wanted to say. It's a little more yeah. on a serious note, but on May 3rd, we lost a member of the MJ community. Um, very beloved Fred, Fred. And I don't want, he was French. So I'm, I might butcher the last name, but it's Fred Mazi. Mazi. Oh, okay. And um, there's some GoFundMe happening right now because he, he um, left behind a 10 year old daughter, which is always heartbreaking in that way. And, and, and how did he pass um it just said illness tj i don't know i didn't didn't pry in that maybe someone in in the chat would know but he was someone that was always known to dance for um uncle michael and stuff in the past so i'm sure he's danced for us and and in that way and it was just it's just um it's always hard when anyone passes but then when you leave behind a child you know so that's what the gofundme is for is for you know, to help out with that. So, and I'll probably find that link and probably put it on our socials or whatever, but just in general. It's heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Please do Taj, please share that. Um, it's heartbreaking, you know, and, and I don't know what else to say. That's just so hard to, to, to know, you know, a child is going through and a family is mm-hmm. going through a loss of someone that's so important in their lives. And again, as Taj said, for all of us, um, Taj, myself, our family, the community, just sharing love to, to Mark. That's his name, Taj? Oh, to Fred. To Fred. Why did I think Close. Mark? To, to, I'm terrible about that. But I really, know you just, That's so, what I was teasing you. I, it, it breaks my heart. So just just sending love to friend and Fred and, and his family during this difficult time. Yeah. It's, their lives will never be the same. And, um, you know, that doesn't mean it can't be lived and it can't be lived at a high, you know, loving way in a high loving way. But oftentimes it's the support system that helps people get through these situations. So please try to support them. Yeah. And people are rallying, which is, which is great in that way. So it's just, it's always devastating as you know, T. That's very difficult. Um, all right. So Todd, I think it's time. I think we're good. I don't, did I talk about my? We don't need to. Know. There's nothing exciting. Yeah, you said you were good. You said okay. you were reading. Remember, you read a book. No, that's right. That's you're re- right. you're that's on right. the process of reading a book. That's right. That's right. Okay, so we can progress to the next phase of the show, which is yeah. having a wonderful guest on. And today is no different. On today's episode of the Power of Love Show, we welcome special special guest Jack Hazan. I, you know, what's crazy. I just asked him how to say his last name, and I feel like I just butchered it. So, Jack, you may have to correct me. But Jack is a New York City-based psychotherapist and the founder of Modern Therapy Group, 
Additionally, Jack is the founder of the company Jack Bakes, whose baked goods are carried in over 100 physical and online retailers. Jack is the author of Mind Over Batter, um, 75 Recipes for Baking as Therapy, which is available for purchase via books, via book retailers, including Barnes & Noble and Bookshop, as well as online retailers, including Amazon, Target, Walmart, Uncommon Goods, and more. Jack has been featured in Time Out New York and the New York Post and has appeared on Bravo TV's Watch What Happens Live. And of course, the Food Network. All right. So here today to discuss his work and his book, Mind Over Batter. I love that title. Without further ado, everyone, please welcome Jack Hazan to the Power of Love show. Jack, hello. Hey Jack. Hello. How are Jack, you? Jack, good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm happy to be here. Well, we are yeah, we're happy very to happy to have you. Yeah. Jack, did I did I butcher your last name, man? No, you know, there's to, to be honest, it, it, it's, it's has gone. Be honest, it's, it's has, it, it can be a lot of different things depending on what. Yeah, yeah. Jack, that is, that is that tells me so much about you. That is the nicest way to say yes, yeah. you butchered it, but don't worry you destroyed about it. it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, anyways, Jack, again, thank you for joining us. I love um, what you're doing, what you do. Very, very cool. And before we get into your successful endeavors, Mr. Jack, can you tell us what initially inspired you to go into the field of psychotherapy? Uh, to put it, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just, I'll give it to you straight. I, I got fired from my, my family business. My dad called me into the office. I was playing all kinds of games and um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and hi. <laughs> I love it. And I was like, fuck, what do I do? Like, it was well-deserved. Like, <laughs> my dad didn't just like come at me and was like, oh, I'm going to, she was just like, this isn't working for you and it's not working for me. And this is not, this isn't your, this isn't your path. It doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. We were like, I, I just, I really had to just get up and get out. Mm -hmm. And my aunt is a social worker. And I thought to myself, Oh, I'm good with people. That's a job I can't get fired from. Let me, let me just do that. I didn't give it that much thought until I got into like look like cut to the chase right I, I then enrolled in school and that's when you get knee deep in it because the paychecks stop coming in so it's mm. like this if you really love to do it and then the papers come and then you're reminded why you hated school and now you put your you, your chips on that table do you walk away and lose the bet the bet or do you you just keep playing the game and you're like all right i'm gonna invest more time i'm gonna put more into this i'm gonna keep going and um, I always had in the back of my mind, like, Jack, if you do therapy, do it differently. You can do it differently. I guess I was like, you can do it differently. Like, it doesn't have to be the old guy in the chair, nodding and listening, saying, yes, tell me more. Yes, sure, tell me more. Like, you could, you don't have to be that. Jack, did you do you think you would still be in this field if you couldn't do it in your own unique way? No. Okay. I don't. I think I would have because I already, yeah, I just I wouldn't have 
I wouldn't have been able to, I, I, I wouldn't have been able to just, I wouldn't be able to do just talk therapy. That's, it's just not me. I, I, you know what I love about that? And the reason why I asked that is because it's just a reminder to anyone watching or listening to, to do what you want to do, but do it in your way and do it in a fresh way. Don't be intimidated by the way it was done in the past. Do it your own way with your own style and, and it will set yourself apart as it has happened for you. So I love that. I love that you did that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, you know, we went around the room on my first day of classes and the assignment was, hey, write on a piece of paper. Don't read it out loud, but write on a piece of paper why you want to be a therapist. Like, how did you get here? In a few words. And everyone was like, I want to help people. I want to help people and help people. They come to me and it's like, got fired and need to make money. Like I was <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and like my professor to this day just remembers that. Like, she's like, I, I will never forget. Like everyone was like, I want to help people. I've been through so much myself. And I never saw it that way. <sighs> I saw it as a job that's rewarding, but it's still a, like I'd still my livelihood. I still have to yeah. like, yeah, you know, make make it my own, and yeah, and that's my paycheck comes in from there. Sure, it could be rewarding, but I I, I don't think I set out to be some healer. Mm. Yeah, I understood. It's very cool. Okay, so you are also Jack, the founder of Mo Modern Therapy Group, yes. which is, which is described as therapy modernized an innovative approach to modern life. My question is, what was the motivation behind creating Modern Therapy Group and what sets Modern ther Therapy apart from other groups in this field? Yeah, so like I was saying, like I was just saying about not being the taking notes and listening and nodding my head to take a more active role in the therapy session, to, to be more direct, to be more goal-oriented, to be less of a blank canvas and more of, you know, conscious and slow self-disclosure so that we kind of feel, the therapist and the patient kind of feel connected mm. and it's not just talking to a blank canvas. That's my, that's, that's how I look at, that's my version of a modern approach to therapy. It's less traditional. It's more, um, I think it's more hands-on. And uh, by the way, does it mean folks today that are therapists will just do talk therapy using, you know, CBT and, and whatnot. And that, and that seems to work for me. It didn't align with sort of like my, my way of being my personality to, to, to do that without being a little bit more direct and a little bit mm. holding, holding my patients accountable and mm. um, engaging with them more than, the, the the therapy school would allow you to believe you can, you know? Yeah, it's great. Kind of art, which is, yeah. What is your long-term hope for Modern Therapy Group? So right now, I have to say, I'm, 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 I'm really fulfilling that hope. That's I am. Fantastic. I'm in a, this year, like, not good. Um, I'm in a good place. I'm really in a good place. It took, it took me a while. It took me from, I opened up my practice, um, two months before COVID, sorry, one month before COVID it was in February. Oh my. 
And um, it's been just to build it up and to find the right people. And I got, I have a good team. My hope is to keep growing. Right now, our therapy practice is in network with all of the major insurance policies. So you don't have to be rich to go to therapy. I've always believed that. You should have to be rich to get help. And so I'm, yes, I, I'd be making a lot more if I was an out of network doctor and raking it in, but it's, it's, it's therapy that's accessible. And that's the other, you know, people, you know, fear from, from even the idea of, of going to a therapist. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to submit these to the insurance company, the forms. No one wants to deal with that headache. So they just skip therapy. And so we do all that for them. And, and so, yeah, being being in network with insurance allows me to work with really everybody from all places. You know, that, that that's amazing. Um, that's really cool, and I, I appreciate you uh, for doing that. You know, because oftentimes uh, people can't afford help, and and not only with what you're doing, you're setting a tone to teach people that they can still come to you. So, um, as you mentioned, a modern therapy group. Um, does virtual therapy, which is really cool uh, in, its, in a sense. And it's different and fresh. It's one of the things I think that was good about COVID is that we, we learned that we can get by. Um, maybe it's not the most optimal way, um, but we can do things virtually. How has that experience been for you doing therapy virtually? What, well, what, what have you liked about it? What do you think about it? What, what would be your pitch to someone about why you like doing virtual therapy? Yeah. Th- you know, thank you. For, I never get asked that question and I always want to share like what. <laughs> um, so thank you for that. Yeah. Look, I, um, when this whole virtual thing started where you couldn't even go to the therapist if you wanted to around COVID, I was like, oh, this is going to be a disaster. You can't read the energy. You can't pick up on small things in the room. You're not going to be able to establish connection. All that stuff. I was just on team, like, let's get back in office. One thing led to another. COVID ended up extending. And so I didn't actually, by the time it, by the time I went, was it was time to go back in office. I had already discovered for myself that that connection, that energy, that with a vulnerable and willing participant and someone who's able to receive that it's there it's Mm. totally there and i felt it time and time and time again and i had the beauty of having my my patients that i had been seeing in person for two years before covid and then going virtual and seeing how those sessions progressed and i compared them to people that i just saw for the first time and the people that were willing to be vulnerable with me that wanted to open up, that were w- willing to share and show up, I, I established the same rapport with both. And I found that virtual actually took the headache out of 45 minutes there on the train to sit in the mm-hmm. waiting room, for 15 minutes, that's earning yeah. an hour. The therapy, 50 minutes, that's another hour to then go back on the train, walk to the train, 45 minutes, another hour. So people were taking like these two hour breaks to go, I was I was just going to say that, that, you know, one of the things that I think sometimes we forget is, 
You know, there's a lot of things that hinder us from doing things, not just therapy, but just things and, and travel and transportation and wait time and all that stuff is one of them. And, and I would assume doing it virtually, you really can, can lock in and it's not going to be quote unquote, a burden to your schedule or to your flow of life. So I, I think it's really cool. And I think you can really like, you know, I, I've been taking some, some foreign language classes virtually and oh. it, it's, it's been really cool. And I just think that's a really cool thing. And, and again, that's one of the things that I think can help us going forward that we got from the pandemic. I don't think it would be, I mean, this show is virtually done now. Before the pandemic, we would have to go into a radio station. Were you just going to say that, Taj? Yeah, yeah I was, yeah, was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I appreciate you doing your, your part of that, Jack, and, and trying to, because, and another thing is a lot of the youth are growing up it, and feeling more comfortable doing things this way. They don't want to go to that office. They don't want to be intimidated by all, all the, you know, all the people they see and all the decorations on the wall or whatever. This is, they're in their own home. They can wear their own thing. They, they don't have to, they could be in their own element. And I think that's a beautiful thing when we, when we're trying to be as vulnerable and open as we are, we should be when we're in therapy. Oh, for sure. So current with the times it's I, you know un, whether you like it or not whether you know everyone could have their own viewpoint on it we a lot of a lot of what we um yeah i do too enjoy virtual therapy a lot of what we a lot of our connection at least starts out virtually it used to be you go to a bar you meet someone you give them your number you write it on a napkin your friend call sets you up a blind date the phone kind of the landline now it's apps. You meet people through apps. And I know that that's not perfect, but it is, it gave everyone access to meeting people where you didn't have to go to a bar. You didn't have to, you know, you, it, it, it creates a comfort zone that, that could then lead to connection. So it's mm. that's how I see therapy. It's like, I know I'm telling you now more than ever, I have people telling me if I had to go into the office, I, I couldn't do it. I don't, I don't have I don't have the time and I, I also, you know, I, I feel more comfortable starting out this way. And if anything, you go back into office, I'd love to meet you. But people, that's what people want now. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. So um, did you have a I, question, Taj? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I've, I have two quick questions. One is because I always ask this for people that do something different, like just start off and on another path, you know, something that's always been done a certain way. Um, what was it hard for you to make that leap in terms of like just going and going for your vision of what therapy was? And that's my first question. My second one is, were there times during that, that you were actually contemplating quitting? So I will say I, I lost, I definitely lost a few on the way, you know, and, and I was like, Oh, fuck. like I, <laughs> and um, I would say last year, um, it was really tough because the numbers were way down. I don't know. I still can't figure out it. T- I, 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 but it was like, I was like, I got, I can't do this. Um, I, I never, I never, I can't see. I don't, when I was younger, I used to quit things. And so now I never quit anything to just prove my parents and everyone wrong that I don't quit. So the truth is that no, I wasn't going to quit because I cannot let myself quit anything. But I'm telling you, man, 
I, and I, it dwindled. It, I had this big caseload of people that were from pre-COVID where I was, and I was in person and it just dwindled to, I would say I have five, four, four consistent ones from, you know, um, so it was, it was definitely tough, but I felt that was right for me. I said, going back in office is not right for me. Mm. And then I picked my ass up and I moved to Miami. I got licensed there. And then I, I was like, I can't be in New York full time and I can't be in an office. I'm going to just follow that. So I picked my ass up. I get to sunny Miami and I, I with my I got licensed there and all of a sudden my caseload dwindles. And when you're in sunny Miami and broke, it's not that cute. Okay. <laughs> sunny, you know, I was like in sunny Miami and like, so I had to really figure out, okay, I, I, I started, that's when I signed on with the insurance panels and I, I signed on with these uh, referral networks and I, I beefed up my Instagram and uh, yeah, just, I found different ways of doing therapy. Baking therapy is one of them found different that people would be interested in to just gain a bit of publicity. Uh, there's a, well, first of all, before we get, move on to another topic, um, how could one learn more about modern therapy group? What's the best way for someone to, if they want to, if they're interested in, in yeah. being part of it. So y'all, Modern Therapy Group on Instagram or moderntherapygroup.com and you could see all of my therapists' bios. Um, they're all trained, very skilled, and most likely they are in network with your insurance. And if they're not, they will they will do all the dirty work of getting you reimbursed and all that. Um, so moderntherapygroup.com, all virtual. And we have a, I'll tell you one thing. We have a little bit of everything. Cool. Very we cool. We have a little bit of everything. Uh, Caitlin has a question. She says, have you watched the show Shrinking on Hulu? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's helpful that therapy is being normalized by being on mainstream media? Uh, hashtag oh, end the stigma. Gosh. Thank you for that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful question. Um, I loved, I, I, I binge watched that and just. I loved it. I, you know, between that and um, that show couples therapy on Showtime mm. and mm. the pay and the patient on Hulu as uh, that was on Apple TV, Hulu or shrinking was on Apple TV. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Hulu. Um, I think, yeah, it's like, it's not taboo. I don't know why people still feel weird about saying they go to therapy yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's a masculinity thing because I notice it comes more from from guys, but I just you, yeah you, yeah I was gonna ask do you, you feel females feel get worried or scared to say they they're going to therapy I, as well? I mean, from my perspective, no. I think women are the first to. I'll tell you, every couples counseling session I do, every single couple counseling is is initiated by the woman. If it's yeah. a heterosexual relationship, the woman is bringing in. I mean, I find that gay men are very open to, um, I know I'm biased, but very open to therapy. And But for some reason, just straight men and, you know, it's like trying to get them to connect to their feelings. And there's this stigma around, like it means something yeah. less. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's all those times where, uh, you know, as kids, they hear toughen up or stop crying or, you know, um, stop complaining, stop whining. I, I think it, 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 it builds up over the years and becomes a pride thing and, and something that they'd rather just sit with, unfortunately, you know, because I feel we all should be able to speak and talk and open up on things that are bothering us. And that is the true way to, to heal. Um, okay. With all that said, Jack, um, I also wanted to discuss something else you are really, uh, or I should say that you are doing, and that is that you are also an author your critically acclaimed book is titled Mind Over Batter, 75 Recipes for Baking as Therapy. Yeah. So um, before I ask, well, I'm going to ask two questions. Number one is, how did you come up with that title? Because that's very clever. I know. And then, and then, and then, <laughs> and then the other one is going to be, what inspired you to write the book? And what can readers and bakers, of course, expect by reading it? You know, I... <laughs> I went through so many different names. So, and I was baking one day. Um, and as I was baking, I'm talking to my friend and I'm like, it's mind over matter. And I was like, baking batter. Or, or in my case right now, it's mind over batter. You know, it was talking about like letting go of something and so I was cool. like, it's really all in the head and your perspective and reframe it. Mind over matter. And then I'm like, no, mind over batter. I'm like, oh my God, that's it. Mind over batter. So cool. Oh, um, so cool. it was great. It was, it was, uh, yeah, it took me the, the idea, interestingly enough, the idea for baking therapy that came from my professor on my last day of classes, because I was doing my Jack bakes, my bread company on the side to make some dough to pay for his school, no pun intended. And I was like, came into class and I brought everyone bread. And I was like, Oh, I'm so sad. I have to close down this business. And she goes, why? I'm like, because I it's baking or therapy. And she goes, baking is therapy. Hmm. And I was like, boom, oven light moment. Like, <laughs> that's it. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Uh, baking is therapy. You know, it, and it's so um, cool. Yeah. So it and, and so it took it took about three four years really. What would you and and as for anyone who's watching, you could see um, Jack and the, his book. Uh, there's an uh, a screen of it. So and again, it's available on Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Target, Walmart, um, all those wonderful places where we can get our books. Um, great cover too, Jack. Um, my question to you: What what is it about baking that is therapeutic? Like, what is the connection? Do you think between baking and therapy? Yeah. And I want to hear from you guys too. throw in the chat what you find therapeutic about baking, you know, because that's, I, you know, I, I always love hearing what everyone has to say about that. For me, it's a moment to create, but a moment to yourself as well, you know, so you're creating something in your own time and you get to share that with someone else. So I call it building community through carbs, which is in the book, but I always say, set an intention before baking. Who am I going to share this with? Or set an intention with. If you're, if you can bake through just about anything. If you're going through grief, right? I sort of feel I was rushing here to talk about the pure human experience. Yeah, create. Which I, I really think create creativity leads to healing. Like that's that's really to me how baking mm. therapy comes together. It's like as I create, I heal because I'm taking my mind off of the thing I cannot change, and I'm connecting to something greater. I'm transforming energy. Um, what I used baking therapy for was I was so brokenhearted um, to lose my grandmother 
And I would bake the things that her and I baked together as a way to heal and to grieve. And um, I found that through aroma, the aromas of baking, so if it's baking the challah bread, baking some Middle Eastern desserts, that smell transported me back to the time that I spent baking with my grandma in the kitchen. And that was really comforting to me. And so that became a way for me to, to grieve. Um, uh, you know, some people eat their way through a breakup. I say, try baking your way through it and then eat some of it, not all of it. Uh, and uh, I think turning, like having a safe space in my apartment was very, very, very important to me. Like the kitchen was my sanctuary. I knew that's where I had my boundaries. That was me time. And people look at self-care now and they think it's like bubble baths and getting massages, which is great. But self-care can mean more than that. But that like baking was my self-care for so many years, you know? When you asked, um, what do people think, uh, Tori, put focusing on something else when you are overwhelmed and grieving. Um, I, I'm such a terrible uh, cook. Um, don't really know what I, I would say be. We both are. So. We both are. So, but that's something. You know what though? What you would be proud about though, Jack? It's 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 something that's on my list to get into more of and and to do. Um, there's, like you said, there's so much that could be done when you cook, you know, memories and thinking. And, um, as you said, I, I love what you said about creativity being healing. Um, yeah. so, so, so true. Um, uh, okay. So Georgina real quick wants to know too, Jack, from your book, the 75 recipes, um, uh, what's your favorite from all those 75 recipes? Any suggestions? Oh. Oh, 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 I, you know, by the way, I know this sounds weird that changes from time to time. Let me show you, let me show you a photo. Hold yeah. On. Yeah. I want to show you my <laughs> So this is a recipe I would bake. Oh, now, by the time I find it, we're all going to be. That's okay. We can look um, over time. Um, finding joy. No. Um, my grandmother and I would bake this together and it's in the grief and loss chapter so so how did you do the the book jack you you kind of like separated recipes by by different type of themes exactly so each chapter here like dealing with stress and anxiety okay and then each each recipe deals with there's a little i call it a quick session you know a little like here's here's what to expect what i learned about letting go how do lobsters go? And then, and then there are these fabulous recipes, the chocolate babka crunch. I don't know if you guys like babka, but I am such a Jew <laughs> that I am a babka. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> there is, um, no, that I don't really love. Like heaven and hell cake. To, yeah, explore our di the different sides we have. We have the right, the devil, and we have the angel. Um, then this is the chapter I was talking to you, to you about uh, grief and loss. Is finding comfort. Ah, wait. Okay, there it is. Finding comfort, and you know these these recipes for me are recipes that that take me back to a place of comfort when I am missing something or missing someone or feeling reminiscent. And, huh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is my grandma's famous Middle Eastern dessert. It's called kanafe. And it's basically a, it's like a shredded, shredded wheat with a sweet rose water syrup and a ricotta cheese filling. So and, cool. Um, and it just reminds me of her. And when I taste it, I go, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful recipe. It's, pa it's it. powerful. It's very, oh. very powerful. Um, I don't remember which guest it was, but one of the guests we were talking about um, strategies on, on how to, you know, celebrate people you've lost. And one of them, uh, she said, I think it was a she, she said that going to that person's favorite restaurant and eating a meal there um, felt like it brought them closer to that person that they had no longer had in their lives. This to me is even a, a, a step further for any cookers out there who, who made a dish for someone they loved um, or got a recipe or, or used to eat something from someone that is no longer with us. It's a very cool way to connect really at a deep level with that person. And, and that's a healthy, good thing. So I, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and then we have, you know, we have another question, but before I do, you know what? Let's do this. Um, by the way, Cooper says, we'll definitely have to get this book. Yes. Love that. Love that. Um, there it is. Mind over better. Um, this is another quick question that's a little off topic, and we we'll, we may have to go into this in another ah uh, uh, yes thing. But yeah. uh, Sarah wants to know off topic. Does CSAT refer to certified sex addiction therapy? If so, can you speak briefly on what yeah. addiction is and what it is not? Yeah, yeah. Sarah's like, let's talk about the fun stuff. <laughs> What's that about? So, um, Sarah, I will say I, I hate the term sex I hate the term sex addiction because now we're just like working through a label it's an unhealthy relationship to sex that is determined by the person having sex right you know it takes up it takes up too much time um, you're betraying someone you're betraying yourself you're missing out on um, work and friends, and um, you're also um, being super manipulative to somebody else and leading them on and just, you know, but I would say most problematic is people's addiction to internet porn. And there's people that are watching internet porn, not for like 20 minutes, but more like five hours a day, sneaking out mm. into the room while their partner's sleeping webcams getting lost in all kinds of things and so you know I, I think we have to look at sex as this thing that brings us pleasure when it starts to bring us pain what's going on drop the label but what's going on and um right now internet porn people hooked on internet porn i get so many emails because it's it's three things it's affordable because it's free it's anonymous because it's on the web and it's accessible because you could log in at any time and it's a way. So it's basically using sex and porn as a way to escape reality instead of celebrate and connect. And so I hope that kind of answers it. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I, I don't think sex. What you asked me what it's not. Um, I don't think someone that is promiscuous is a sex addict. I don't. 
there has to be more going on there than just promiscuity. Um, by the way, um, my life, my hurdles, and my survival says I kind of want to meet him. Not gonna lie, he sounds like oh. a blast to hang out with. <laughs> Are you known to be a blast to hang out with? You seem you seem like a fun friend. You of seem fun, course. Jack. Uh, and Denise says there needs to be more Jacks in this world. Uh, guys. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, okay, let's get back to um, cooking and baking. Um, many people took up baking during the pandemic lockdown, of course, as a way to pass the time and put their energy into something while at home. Um, do you think what what is it that? What I wanted to ask is, what is it about specifically about the act? Besides the fact what we talked about, besides the fact that it was, um, you know, memories with the loved one, you talked about your grandmother's uh, recipes. Is there something about, in your opinion, this is what I'm, I want the confirmation. Is it something uh, fulfilling when you go from nothing to a finished product? Is there something about that process of succeeding something that helps us get through uh, and become, uh, in a way, therapy? Is that therapy? Is that what makes it therapeutic? Or is it the actual act of actually cooking? Mm. What would you think? Can it be both? Yeah. I want you to say what it is. Because because what I'm trying to get to is if someone like me who's not really a cook, is, it, is, the, is the lesson that starting something from nothing and going all the way through and completing something, whether it's building a bike, building a ping pong table, is that what makes it therapeutic? Or is it the act of cooking, in your opinion, that makes it therapeutic? So good. Okay, I never heard it said. You can, okay, look, you can add the word therapy to anything. Surf therapy, yeah. running therapy, garden therapy. I'm the, the 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 baking, the gardening, the surfing is the medium for you to commit to doing something, and like you said, completing a task without judging yourself, being intentional about it, um, the, the the right consciousness around it. Right, I'm 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 gardening right now to calm down from a very stressful week. That's garden therapy. Yeah. Um, some people use the word, you know, sh retail therapy, that's relief yeah. by distraction, you know, feeling good. I'm doing this thing makes me feel good. That's, that's kind of therapy, right? And you know, what I love about that, though, is, is that the right word, answer. it is. And what I love about it is the word therapy. Um, for a lot of us older people, it, 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 it a, a certain picture comes to mind. But with you and what others are doing, and I'm going to take you since you're our guest, but putting baking in there, it becomes in a way not scary, not not fearful. It becomes something, oh, I could do this. And I, and I think that's a beautiful thing because you're leading people into an important part of their life through something that's not intimidating, that's something that's not scary, something that they feel they can do. And, and, I, and I commend you for that because I think that's what's going to really help a lot, of our, a lot of our society and a lot of people around the world is that therapy's opening up instead of just being, like you said, on a couch in an office. It's, it's opening up in many different ways. And I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. 
there's so much opportunity out there to heal guys you know you it doesn't have to look like like right going to a therapist and just talk, you, you could you could do that end you know um th- like for some like baking therapy does not it does not supplement talk therapy there's some, some things you have you need a yes yeah, so you make poetry is therapy but yes you you can still heal right from the comfort of your own room writing poetry is my therapy that's exactly i agree yeah so you don't have to wait it's also like you don't have to wait to get to the therapist in order to feel good and heal and let go of something. I think it it's baking therapy in a way is almost self therapy. Like, like she just said, like maybe writing poems is her self therapy. Yeah. Um, okay. One more question on, I guess we'll, we'll do this question on mind over batter because it's, it's rel- relative um, care and thrive with Dr. Lana says question. Baking is generally considered comfort food. Do you have any recipes that can be used by those who have health issues like diabetes? Love what you do. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for that lovely question. Yes, baking is <laughs> tends to be fattening, loaded with sugar and fat. And um, when I just want you to know when I was writing this book, I kept trying to do like clever swaps and use low fat this and use less. And the publisher was like, America wants butter. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. But I grew up in a home that was very sugar conscious. So I just want you to know there are so many recipes in here. Most are easy swaps, cookies, muffins, cakes. Use coconut sugar instead of sugar. Use agave instead, you know, agave as a, as a sugar supplement. Um, so I swap gluten free all purpose flour for wheat flour all the time when I want to lower my wheat intake. Uh, but they're totally like stevia. They're stevia for baking. I tried to swap that with sugar and say my chocolate chip cookies or the s'mores cookies. Um, or you do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, you know, you, you could do like you could. I, I would say you might be able to swap like half the amount of sugar and keep the other half if that works. I don't know if that works for you, but. That's, I know people told me I used a sugar supplement substitute and it came out great for half of the, the recipe. Um, Very cool. Very cool. Um, okay. Uh, one more specific question and then we'll start to close the show, Jack. But um, I'm curious, but we, we couldn't let you go without you talking about Jack Bakes. Oh, what inspired you to launch this company and where can we purchase your baked goods? Yeah. Now that's one I really want to quit. Do not get into the face. <laughs> that is not that is not easy, fabulous, or fast money. Okay. I don't know if there is a way to make easy, fabulous, fast cash, but one way to not get there is go into the bread business. It's a disaster. It's a complete disaster. So I'm lucky enough to have a commercial kitchen that makes that follows my recipe and makes my bread. And I, I partnered with a distributor who deals with the pickups and the sales of it. So it really runs itself. Um, we're in, we're in a few hundred retail locations in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, the mid Atlantic region, um, DC, Maryland, uh, and soon to be in Boston. Actually we are in Boston. We're growing in Boston. Um, and I do different types of breads. Do you know chala bread? 
I do not. It's good. It's a good. It's like a brioche. It's like Jewish brioche. Mm. It's like a Jew. We do that. We do I do like brioche. Rolls. Yeah, we do bagels. We do rolls. We do pizza dough. Um, and then soon we're going to be doing muffins and croissants. But every single three days, I threaten that I'm quitting and I hang up on everybody and I delete everyone's email and I say it's it's real this time. I'm not going to continue. And then I get sucked back into making a new product. So <laughs> cool. Oh, I have a question. What what is the must try item from oh, Jack Bakes? The the halal bread. The chocolate bread. bread. Yeah. Okay, you didn't even you didn't you didn't hesitate at all for that, Jack. So yeah, that no, must you be try it. It's a sweet braided egg bread, like a one pound loaf, and it just makes the best French toast. The best. Do you guys not know challah bread, or have you had it before? It makes the best French toast. It makes the best bread pudding. It's I feel like I say French. Oh, toast. You had Gosh. me on French toast though. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> well, if you guys go to qvc.com, you could that my bread is there. I was there last week. I'm selling my hollow bread on QVC. Nice. Cool. Um, all right, Mr. Jack. I I guess the time has come where we close the show and we always ask our guests to leave our audience with something they want to leave them with. It can be on topic, can be off topic. Um, it can be about anything you want. Your favorite song growing up, your favorite poem, your favorite quote, your favorite Netflix show you're watching right now, your favorite this, something you are doing that you want people to go to. No rules, just your floor. Um, let's say about a minute or so. Um, go ahead. That's, that's the pitch. Go ahead, Jack. He asked someone who sits and talks to people all day about what they're going through one thing i want you all to keep in mind is that healing and feeling good is not out of your reach it might feel that way right now but it's not beyond you it is not bigger than you it is simply a choice to stay on the path stay determined to your healing stay focused and feeling good healing repairing old wounds it's all possible it's not out of your reach and it doesn't require some convoluted, it doesn't matter who the therapist is really. If you find a therapist that you, it's, you know, this whole like this, try that approach, that approach, stick to one approach, find one therapist, if that's your way of healing, find one thing to do, put your all into it. And I think that will allow you to heal and to love yourself. And just one thing about loving yourself. I never really believed in the loving yourself thing. I never really quite understood it. It felt very like Oprah Winfrey bumper sticker to me. <laughs> so start with this, love your life. And mm. while you're loving your life, check in with yourself and see if you start loving yourself. Create a life that you love because that really is in your control. But loving yourself to me just means too much. It's too abstract. But love your life. That's fantastic. Love that, Jack. Love yeah. that. Um, Jack, how can people learn more about you, follow you, give us all that information? Uh, moderntherapygroup.com, talk to Jack on Instagram. Um, Jack yeah, we, NYC on Instagram. Modern okay, yeah, we, we have all the Instagrams at the bottom, uh, at Jack Bakes NYC, um, talk.to.jack. That's all another Instagram. Um, profile and then the third Instagram profile is Modern Therapy Group. Um, Facebook, right? Jack Bakes. Um, you got a LinkedIn. 
um, Jack Hazon. Am I saying how would how would you would you don't even use things? I say it raisin with an H. Raisin with okay, Jack Hazen. Yeah, but Hazan is probably the proper. <laughs> okay, so maybe maybe we're all right to begin with. Um, okay, cool. There are a couple of other things I needed to mention. There's a couple super checks we got, and then there's some comments I wanted to read. Um, my life, my hurdles, and my survival with the super chat said I discovered I love baking therapeutic for me. Don't like spending the next three days cleaning up. And I'm not saying food solves all your problems, but I've never been sad eating cake. <laughs> I love that. And then um, Tiffany Silent Siren says, hi, y'all. I have to have surgery on my di dialysis arm tomorrow, and I'm just asking for prayers and good vibes, please. Much love and hugs. Well, we are sending you those hugs and good vibes, Tiffany. Um, and then there is something else I couldn't just let go. Well, there's two. When we were talking about all the breads, Mr. Clarence had my kind of a comment. I've heard of white bread. And then with exactly, that's that's oh, that's where I'm bad. at too. Boring. <laughs> that's where I'm at too, Boring. Uh, Clarence. Don't worry. But the fun thing is uh, people were talking about your eyebrows, Jack. Oh, um, and and uh, he could be, someone's, Georgina said, you could be my eyebrow brother. Um, oh, <laughs> Jack Love says TJ has some competition on the eyebrow game with Jack. Um, they're loving your eyebrows, man. So, Jeez, uh, thanks, guys. very, very, very fun. Okay. Um, Jack, you are a fun person. Um, uh, again, uh, I'm going to put up these, uh, banners real quick. Uh, modern therapy group, go check it out. Um, this is where you can get some therapy, um, with Jack and his group. And it's a very, um, I'll say it this way, it's a very friendly way, I think, to start for people to start on the therapeutic journey. As you guys have seen, Jack is a chill, fun person. And um, a very important piece, I think, for a lot of people is to make sure you can rely and, and, and feel comfortable around someone. And Jack, that is you to me. So, um, And another thing Jack does, of course, uh, is his book, Mind Over Batter, 75 Recipes for Baking as Therapy. Go check it out. All available on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Target, Walmart, wherever you get your books. Um, go check out Jack's Mind Over Batter. All right. I think that is it. Taj, did I miss anything, my man? No. This is very informative. So thank you, Jack. Thank you. Jack, next time you have any book or anything you, you, you're doing going forward, or maybe even to talk about the CSAT stuff, um, you just um, – That's a us... whole other episode. <laughs> well, we may have to have that one because uh, I think, I think yeah. a lot of people need to learn about all different types of things, and, and that can help us. So, But until next time, Jack, we, again, we want to thank you and, and yes. bless you with everything yeah. you got going on. Thank you for, for doing your part in, in healing our world. Yeah. Um, for everyone watching, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for the super chats. Um, and that's it. We will be back next Wednesday at 1 o'clock. Adios, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Bye.